namaste and welcome back to another episode of the sapient today we have another guest welcome cynthia thank you so much for having me um i am like you said i'm cynthia i'm the co-host of the eyes wide open podcast and i with my partner and i help people wait can i curse on your show yes Okay. You can curse um, and yeah, you can be open about anything. Okay. Yeah. Well, we help people unfuck their lives. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. And how do you do that? Um, okay. So I was a heroin addict 16 years ago. And mm-hmm. So, and my partner was homeless. And so he learned how to, with the law of attraction, taught himself about life and love and relationships. And Mm -hmm. he pulled himself out of homelessness Uh, while on the streets of Toronto, he built his business and all the lessons that he learned, he taught me and he helped me get clean from drugs. He helped me love myself. He helped me better myself in every single way for business, life and relationships and health. Uh, And so now together Mm -hmm. him and I, uh, share those lessons and I share my personal experiences going through this journey with everyone else who mm-hmm. haven't gotten that far in their life and they're, they feel lost and they're anxious or they have no goals or feel like they have no purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, that's how we help them. So, and I cry a lot on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you said that, um, you know, there was a journey involved in terms of how you came up with this uh, podcast. So uh, what was that initial like discovery phase of it? Because of course, you you had a good life, you know, good life in terms of experience. You know, you had seen stuff and you had gone through a lot of things in life. But at what point did you think, okay, you know, this is something that I want to, you know, share with people? That's a great question. Um, well, so, um, I get a lot of really great lessons from Jay every single day, like every conversation we have, he's just teaching me something or having me see a different perspective. And I felt really greedy and I felt like, I know I'm not the only one that has felt like this before. I I know I'm not the only one that is confused about life or feels alone. Even though I have a big family, I just felt very alone and unheard and like nobody understood me. And I think a lot of people would resonate with that. They, a lot of people feel that way. So having this opportunity to, to be with somebody who has these different perspectives than I have ever heard from anyone, it was the reason why I started the podcast because my my passion, my mission is to help those people who feel like I used to. And so Jay is always open to to helping people as well. And he has such a big heart. And as soon as I asked for, like, if we could do this, he said yes. And we've had multiple businesses where we were helping other people before. We were helping entrepreneurs and we had a kink shirt business. Um, but I still felt like in our personal time like I was getting all this great information and it just didn't feel right not to share it with the world so that's why got it 
So once, um, you know, as you said that you have been helping people for a long term, uh, sorry, yes. long time. Uh, so what was the, let's say, initial reaction of people? Because once you started the podcast, of course, um, you know, listeners came in and what was their initial like response? Well, you know, one of the taglines is we will trigger you. And so, so we talk about things, fresh views on taboo. So we talk about the things that other people are afraid to talk about or that they don't talk about. So uh, sometimes people get triggered by this and they get upset um, because we have a different point of view or we have a different perspective and we make them think. And not everybody wants to think. So uh, some people get upset and some people get mad, but but for the, for the most part, we've had a lot of positive feedback. We've had a lot of people really like it and really love what we have to say. And because we go the third way, like, you know, there's most people think right or left or black and white and, and we think in shades of gray. So a lot of people want that. They like having this new, new ideas and new perspectives given to them. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's been mostly positive. Got it. And, you know, this kind of uh, taking offense to it, do you think uh, it's it's very prominent in Western countries? Uh, being offended? Yes. <laughs> yes. The, the West, uh, they have the, they've cornered the market on being offense. I mean, being offended. Um, but it's okay. It's, it's only the reason that people get offended. It's just because we're holding up a mirror to themselves and they don't like it. They don't, they don't want to look at themselves or they're not ready to receive the information or ready to admit to themselves that they have a problem or something's the matter or that they can fix it or that they have control. So it's easier to get offended and point fingers and yell at us or anybody else who's offending them than it is to say why, to ask themselves, why am I getting triggered? Why do I feel this way? Why am I so upset about this? Um, and, and if more people did that, then less people would be offended. So this whole you know business of getting offended, right? Do you think that comes from a level of ignorance? Uh, I, I think it's a level of a lack of self-awareness. I think people who don't understand themselves and don't understand who they really are uh, want to look outside and blame other things and other people instead of, of themselves. So for me, we filmed last night and I, you know, I made a comment like, Jay, I asked a question and Jay gave me the answer and I was like, wow, you're right. I don't have anything to say. Uh, and he complimented me for my self-awareness for not arguing or, or saying anything be because I have, but I have practice with knowing who I am and taking personal responsibility. So I feel like if, well, I think that mm -hmm. if people take responsibility for their actions and their thoughts and their feelings and their choices and their life, then this offensiveness, this, this wouldn't matter. So I don't think it's a lack of ignorance. I think it's just a lack of, of, of self-awareness and taking personal responsibility for our lives. Got it. So, um, you know, moving forward, once, you know, like you have established yourself, let's say in this particular genre of, um, in a podcast, uh, what are your future plans? 
Oh, um, hmm. well, I really like to help as many people as possible. Uh, I would love to see my podcast take over the world and be amazing and huge. And, and that's great. And, and I love that. But really, I just want to help as many people as possible who are in pain and who are uh, where I was because I felt lonely and lost and unsure and lacked purpose. And we all come to this world to have a human experience for a purpose. There's a reason. And some people don't find it in, in this lifetime and that's okay. Uh, so yeah, I just really want to help as many people as possible out of the 8 billion people in the world. So that's why I wanted to come on your podcast. It's why I offer to go on others because I want to spread the word so that we can help more and more people because nobody should ever feel lost and alone like I did. Nobody should ever feel like they're not understood and, and feel anxious and purposeful, purposeless. Uh, and so, yeah, that's mm -hmm. it. That's really it. I want to help as many people as possible. Got it. Do you think that every time, you know, something like, you know, recession comes around, these issues, uh, you know, rise in society, you know, meaning more homeless people, you know, more, more people getting uh, hooked on drugs. Do you think this is, uh, you know, somewhere related to uh, dep economic depression or you know, inflation and all these things? No, I think it has to do with, again, self-awareness. So usually, usually, not always, uh, people get addicted to things because they seek comfort. So they don't know how to comfort themselves. They don't know how, they don't have anyone to express to. Uh, they don't know themselves enough to realize there are other ways to comfort themselves other than drugs uh, or alcohol or food or gambling or whatever, whatever other things you can be addicted to anything. Uh, so for that part, I, I don't think that the economy has anything to do with it. As far as homelessness is concerned, I think uh, also that's kind of the same thing. Um, and there are people who become homeless because they lose their job and they can't find another. And I'm not, I'm not saying that that's not part of it. That is for some people, but maybe not for everything for Jason he chose to be homeless instead of working for someone else because he had a vision and and he was determined to build his business and he succeeded but not everybody he, he's a rare person who is outside of that i believe and i don't know any other people that are homeless so i can't really speak on that but uh as far as like the recession and economy and stuff i think it's a lot of people use that as an excuse and someone's not going to like me saying this, but uh, <laughs> that's what I do. I say things people don't like to hear, but I think a lot of people use it as an excuse to not try and to not chase their dreams. Oh, well, the economy is bad. The recession is bad. So I can't start a business. Oh, there's nobody's spending money. I can't start a business. There's 8 billion people in the world. There's <laughs> money out there and people are spending it and, and using that as an excuse, Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it's again comes back to the, the lack of self-awareness to even like do any soul searching within you. And if you really have a dream and you really have something you want to do, recession, 
or economy, that's not going to stop you. You're going to go out there and do your best and try really hard. And if you become homeless because of it, well, you know, Jason, that happened to him and he lived to tell it and he became successful while homeless. So, you know, anything is possible. Yes, of course, especially in uh, your country, you know, and of course, you know, many other countries, any, anything is possible, right? Yes. Yeah. Anywhere in the world, anything is possible. Yes. It really comes down to your personal power. We, we on our podcast last night, we talked about this. Uh, there's kid, there's a kid in, uh, I'm going to say Africa because I don't know the exact country. I don't remember, mm-hmm. but Jay's talking about it. This boy who built, a, a a form, a wind form of energy mm-hmm. using wind or and garbage. I think it was okay. He used garbage to create thing to, to make energy. I don't know the science. I didn't, we didn't really get into it, but th- this child <laughs> built mm-hmm. something to help his family. Uh, to to create energy in his home and electricity yes. out of trash. Yeah. Because he believed in himself. He's a kid. Mm-hmm. And he believed in himself. An- another a group of girls in Africa somewhere else, uh, I think they did the same thing using their urine. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what? These people used what they had. Yes. Used their resources to create something better. So to me, anybody can do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all have the personal power and, and the belief. And it comes down to your your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions, what you do every single day. So really, anybody can do anything anywhere. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think I have to agree with you on this one um, because, you know, in, even in India, you know, we see a lot of stories such as that. Um, and by no means India is an under, underdeveloped country anymore, you know, but we do mm-hmm. see on a daily basis that uh, people coming out of their own situations and troubles and uh, being able to achieve something. Yes. Yeah, Exactly. It can it can happen anywhere. Uh, where in India are you? So I am based on uh, from Bangalore, India. Oh, that's where Jay's dad's family is from. Bangalore. Yeah, Bangalore. Oh yeah, great. Yeah. So Bangalore is like the Silicon uh, uh, Valley of India. Oh, so okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, so nice. it's like the startup capital. Like, way too many startups are here. <laughs> well, you know, so a lot of people would say say that, and then a lot of people would say everyone is a startup. What a great opportunity! So it's how you how you think about it, how how you you see it as positive. Mm-hmm. There can be yeah. lots of startups, but you know, how many businesses succeed and how many fail? It depends yeah. on on the person and on what they believe. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah, actually, That's what awesome. uh, the thing about you know my city is um, almost like what, eight to 12 businesses or startups every year are hitting uh, Unicorn. That's a billion dollar valuation. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, right now, not right now, but historically, Bangalore has been a place where technology has boomed because of the, you know, certain kind of uh, rules, uh, laws and regulations and also uh, environment. Right. Right. Well, that's amazing. That's, that's wonderful. But see, uh, but before it wasn't like that. And it, and it's built itself up to be that way because of the people and, and it can, that yes. can happen anywhere, anywhere. It's, it's belief in, and, you know, that again, that self-awareness in yourself and, and the love for whatever you're doing 
if you're doing it from fear or love, did you, do you start a business because you're scared you can't make money doing other things? Or do you start a business because you love what you do? You know, do you think, uh, yeah. Do you think that, you know, kind of mind mindset and, um, real life situations also play into that? Oh yes, definitely. Uh, the way that we are, we're raised and, and those, the way we're raised and how we grow up, uh, it sets our mindset. Our, our parents are the ones who give us that original uh, mindset. It doesn't have to stay that way because if you have a growth mindset, then then you can grow up and, and change that on your own. But some people n- never try to expand past that. And I didn't either until I met Jay. Uh, I had no idea that I could change those things about me. I thought, everything well this is how i am and this is how i'm gonna be forever and one day i got tired of of being unhappy and miserable so i typed into youtube how to be happy and then i started finding all these personal development videos and and that's how i I found jay was through evan carmichael uh he's big in the personal development world and and he did a lot of videos on on like being happy and and mindset and so and and that's how we met up but yeah you know all those experiences of course they they are who how we become how we become who we are like i was a drug addict for you know for many years i wouldn't change that experience for anything though because i learned some very very important life life lessons from that experience and it's made me who I am today. And it, it also helped me change my mindset as I, as I got older. So yeah, th- those things play a part, but they don't mean they're forever. Just because you've mm-hmm. had a person's had like bad experiences most of their life and had bad, poor mindset doesn't mean those things can't change. Mm-hmm. Anyone can change at any time. Yes. Just so- a decision. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, the addiction part of it. So what initially got you hooked into it? Oh, I had been doing drugs for a long time in my teenage years, um, just socially with my friends on the weekends to fit in with them. I was 15 when I started using and again, it was just like, you know, here and there, nothing major. And as I got older, um, it -hmm. continued. And then I was married to, I've been married twice. Um, And my first husband and I had a lot of problems. We were only married a year Mm -hmm. and it was a very rocky relationship. But during that year, I started to use drugs more and more to kind of cope with what was happening in my relationship. And then when we split up and divorced, my next husband, uh, he was already an addict when we met. And so uh, when people use drugs, they want to hang out with other people who use drugs because they feel like anyone who doesn't is boring and lame and they don't want to be around them. So the fact that he used drugs was like at the time I was like, good, because I don't want to be with somebody who doesn't. My first husband did not use drugs. Um, So we just (laughs) started using more and more and um like most addicts mm-hmm. it it comes to a to a head like 
you can only you you start using socially and then it and then it's like okay maybe just on mondays and tuesdays and then it's just maybe mondays tuesdays and wednesdays and then you're doing it all the time constantly mm-hmm. you're skipping work or you're doing it at work which was my case mm-hmm. uh, i was doing it at work and, and it just escalated pretty quickly actually and um uh and then i had an overdose Mm -hmm. i got tired of it uh i said i don't want to live this life anymore i want to get clean and my ex-husband agreed he said we we could do that but we wanted to leave the states because it wasn't well i didn't want to be anywhere that i would be able to get drugs quickly and easily Mm -hmm. excuse me so we i overdosed because i felt like i could never get clean and i woke up in the uh intensive care unit which is like where everyone who's about to die and that's like the the last place they go in the hospital Mm -hmm. and so i woke up there with breathing tubes and i pulled them out and everyone came running because i didn't know where i was Mm -hmm. they they told me they 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 told my whole family that i was gonna die and that like they should say goodbye to me and and that was it I i was dead but I woke up the next day to everyone's surprise and I and I felt like God had given me another chance and he was telling me like my life is not over I haven't finished what I came here for mm-hmm. so it, it took me a few more years after that it took me about 10 11 years after that to uh really to meet Jay and to 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 find my way and and to really get better because even though I was clean from from drugs for ten years, uh, I did a lot of what we call drug addict behavior. I hid a lot of things. I lied. Uh, I was really sneaky and 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 so these things are still even though you're, you're not using drugs, you're behaving like a drug addict. Um, and then I, I also hurt myself and, and started taking painkillers under a doctor's supervision. And so even though I wasn't using them to get high anymore, I was, my body was still addicted and I was still having a lot of addiction issues, acting like an addict and my body craving the drugs and stuff. So meeting Jay helped me stop all of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was working on a health video and I helped him edit it. And I realized like I had control over my life. He taught me that I have 100% control over my actions, my feelings, my thoughts, my behavior, everything. Uh, and so I dumped all the drugs in, in the toilet and um, I've been clean ever since. Nothing nothing stronger than Advil in my, in my system <laughs> since. Mm-hmm. So, so when you hit, let's say, um, you know, when you said that, you know, I OD'd, uh, you know, um, I, I like to think at that as a, you know lowest of the low. At at that moment, you know, what was your thought process? That I didn't want, I didn't want to live anymore. I didn't want to, I didn't want to struggle. I didn't want to use drugs anymore. But I didn't know how not to. At the time, I just wanted to feel better. I didn't want to be because when you're when you're a drug addict like that. 
you're chasing drugs every day. You wake up and the first thought you have is, okay, how am I going to get my drugs? How am I going to get money to get the drugs? How, like, you don't think about eating or showering or taking care of yourself. It's drugs, 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 drugs. And it gets tiring after a while. It's exhausting. Uh, and so I just woke up one day and I had enough. And, but at the same time, and this happens to many addicts, they get to that point, but then they don't know how to stop. They're scared that when they stop, they won't know how to live. And they know that it's painful uh, because it's physically painful to, to stop some drugs. But it's more than that. It's, it's, it's how do I live without this thing that I've lived with, with for so long? Mm -hmm. How do I, how do I be a normal person without drugs how do i have fun without drugs how do i like just exist without them so um i took what most wouldn't consider but i did i considered it the easy way out and okay so now i'm gonna end my life because i don't know how to be a human being without drugs um mm -hmm. so yeah and and <laughs> And it's really scary when you're going through that at the time and you feel like that's the only way out. And I didn't know anyone uh, because I didn't know anyone that could help me back then. My parents were of the mindset of just stop. Mm -hmm. You're ridiculous. This, you don't need that shit and you're ruining your life. Mm -hmm. And, and they're, they were right, of course, but that's not the way to help someone. Mm -hmm. Um the best thing they did for me was walk away and leave me alone. Um, because they stopped giving me help. They stopped giving me money. The only thing they did was take my kids and, and help take care of them so that I could get my life together. Cause I had two little girls at the time. Mm -hmm. They were really little. Um, and so they, they helped me with that. And so knowing that my girls were safe and, and, and fed and taken care of, then I, I figured, well, I didn't need to, to be there anymore. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, the, that, that's, that's where I was mentally at the time. And um, when I woke up and I realized, okay, I guess I'm going to have to figure out, I tried to die. Mm -hmm. It didn't work. Yeah. I tried being a drug addict and that does not work. <laughs> so I got to figure out some, some new way mm -hmm. of living. Um, and it was like two years later, I found Tony Robbins. I don't know mm -hmm. if you know who he is. Uh, he, do you know who, who Tony Robbins is? No, I absolutely have no idea. Oh, okay. Well, he's a, he's a big, uh, guru and, and he's big in the personal development world. Um, mm -hmm. he, he has a huge, huge empire, but, uh, he wrote a book called, uh, Awaken the power within. Awaken the power within. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And I found it used on a CD in a bookstore in Ireland when I was living there, mm -hmm. and and it helped me get my shit together. <laughs> it helped me. It helped me take the those first steps. I mean, even though I really didn't, but the day that I found that, I I was two years clean and I was looking for drugs. I left the house to go find drugs after two years. Uh, because I still was unhappy and I still didn't know what was wrong with me. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that book uh, helped me keep it together long enough to find Jason uh, eight years later. But, but yeah, so the mindset that you, you are in 
to, to get to that is just despair and desperation. And, uh, and I felt really alone. So, uh, even though I know now that I wasn't, I'm super grateful for all that stuff and, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's made me who I am. So, yeah. Okay. So do you think, you know, this is just a view from outside, you know, like people, uh, bring up this a lot in terms of when there is a debate or when, whenever there is a discussion about, you know, drug addiction and just recovery from that, Mm-hmm. Uh, people usually say that if that particular person had better you know like social background or economical background and also strong moral moral family support they could be better is that true no no because rich people who are drug addicts just uh they become they're drug addicts longer they get put in rehab and they're never really given the proper tools. They're they're supported a lot longer than someone who's poor uh, and using drugs. And as far as morals are concerned, um, I mean, I had proper morals. I was raised Catholic. My mother did a great job uh, teaching me right from wrong, even though maybe some of those things I don't agree with anymore. Um, but yeah, she, you know, I, I was I was. I was a pretty moral person. I went to Catholic school my whole life. I believe in God. I prayed. I went to church and I still became a drug addict. And lots and lots of people who, uh, there's even people in the church who are super religious who turn to drugs. It's It has nothing to do with that. It's all internal. Mm-hmm. You could give a person the world mm-hmm. and they would become bored and find a way to use drugs because they you do it out of boredom they do it out of lack of love for themselves because usually and i can't speak for all addicts but usually when someone is using drugs like i said it's a comfort thing they they don't love themselves enough to comfort themselves and give themselves what they need so they look for something outside themselves it's just the same as somebody who eats food for comfort Mm -hmm. uh someone who's fat or someone who gambles or someone who has sex with lots of partners it's just looking for something outside themselves Mm -hmm. they we could have you can have all the morals and all the right lessons and all the love from your family Mm -hmm. my family gave me my mother gave me lots of love um and and you know the best way she knew how Mm -hmm. but i still turned to drugs and many of my friends it was the same thing uh, my my group of friends. I have a friend who has now passed away from drugs, mm-hmm. who was given everything. She was an only child like me. Her parents loved and adored her. They were super religious. She had the right values, the right morals. She knew right from wrong. She had money. She went to the best schools, and she still died from a drug overdose. Mm-hmm. She still was addicted to drugs because that has nothing to do with outside of who you are it's it's all internal Mm -hmm. got it and so if you don't if you don't love yourself or learn to love yourself when you're young then these things tend to happen as you get older so here is a political question do you think legalizing drugs would decrease the number of uh overdoses in your country oh that's a great question um I go back and forth with this, um, this kind of thing. So while legalization is great for marijuana, where here in Canada it's legal 
and there's less crime about it. There's there's less uh, people in jail for something like this. The harder drugs, do I think they should be legal? Again, I go back and forth with this because anybody can find anything at any time. So when it's illegal, there's plenty of people making it, plenty of people buying it. If it's legal, it has the opportunity to be taxed and, and maybe there'd be more government money to help these people if the government spends it on that. So, you know, like I said, I, I don't have an answer. I can't give a, a yes or no answer to that because mm -hmm. I also don't, I've never actually sat and thought about it long enough mm -hmm. to give you a proper thought out answer. And I don't want to, I don't want to fake that on your podcast. So the, the real, the real answer is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's a safe answer. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So uh, currently uh, in which city are you living? Sorry? Currently in which city are you living? Oh, uh, I'm in Toronto, Ontario. In okay. Canada. And how is the, you know, like general culture and vibe of the city? Oh, well, I really like it here. It's super multicultural. Uh, it, like New York, I, I moved from New York here. Uh, it's a much cleaner, smaller version of New York. So there's mm -hmm. lots of culture. Uh, I'm Colombian. My mm -hmm. family's Colombian. Um, and I just, uh, last weekend I found, we went to a Colombian restaurant and had Colombian food. And mm. there's a lot of diversity and a lot of different cultures like i said my partner he's half indian and there's indian restaurants galore here to, to just indulge in that in that type of food and and i i love it i love it here it's a great vibe it's lots of great energy here and the people here like canada's famous for being super nice yes and for the most part they really really are i mean uh -huh. people are really nice here um and i highly recommend anybody that comes well here to to really give it a go because it's such a fun place and there's so many things to do i've been here three years three and a half years and I haven't seen like even a tiny bit of what's to offer, but to be fair, I moved here during COVID. So <laughs> but mm -hmm. it's a great city. I love it. Okay. So because you brought up COVID, how sure. was you, uh, how did you know, Canada react to COVID? Uh, they were much stricter than the United States because I'm American. Uh, and so I, during COVID, I left Canada and went to Florida to see my family for a few weeks. And I was pretty surprised at the difference. Um, when I was flying from Canada to the States, they kept everyone separated. We had to do a test. We had to sign papers. We had to wear a mask. Everyone in the airport was masked and they were strict at the six feet apart. And then I got to the U.S. and no one was wearing masks. Everyone was walking around acting like the same thing. Nobody was using hand sanitizer. It was a completely different experience. I was like very confused, but, you know, all good. <laughs> the U.S. Uh, did not handle it the same way. So I, I was, it didn't surprise me because Canada, even though Canadian Canada gets to tends to be lumped in with the U.S. because mm -hmm. we're in North America. They're completely different. And uh, so, yeah, 
and as far as like the quarantine here when mm-hmm. I was in Canada, um, yeah, for us, it was the same. We spent a lot of time working at home and <laughs> we go for walks and, and, you know, we eat out here and there. So it was, it was the same thing without the eating out. <laughs> so, God. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't hard on me. Like it was for a lot of people. I know a lot of people that really struggled with the quarantine, but I didn't was it was like every day for me. Mm-hmm. If given a chance, would you move back to this? No, absolutely okay. not. Uh, I can go at any time mm-hmm. uh, and move back there. But I, the person that I love more than anything in the world is here. Mm-hmm. This is my home. I've committed to, to Canada being my home and exploring here and living here. Mm-hmm. And I spent, I spent a long, not most of my life, but a big chunk of my life in the U.S. And I've lived in Ireland and I lived in Hungary and now it's time to live in Canada. Mm-hmm. So I'll go back eventually, but not to live. Got it. So what are your future plans in terms of what you want to do? Ahead? My future plans? Well, uh, like I said, to grow the podcast mm-hmm. and I really want to reach as many people as possible, honestly. And I would also like to speak on stage with Jason. Mm-hmm. You've you've seen us uh, on the podcast, so you know yes. that um, like we have a special dynamic. We I ask questions and and he answers, and mm-hmm. he's he has always has an answer mm-hmm. for whatever question I ask. So I just want to bring that to more people. Uh-huh. I'd love to uh, travel. One of one of my dreams is to have an RV and to drive around Canada and uh, speak with him and maybe the U.S. too. Mm-hmm. I'm open to that um, and to to sh- to introduce more people to him mm-hmm. and to both of us and to help as many people as possible because not everyone's on YouTube, not everyone's on Spotify, not everyone listens to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So if I can bring us in person to other mm-hmm. people this really is something that would bring me much joy and happiness and you know uh, that way i can kind of do two things i love to travel so seeing more of canada canada is a beautiful place mm-hmm. and it's so it's huge it's mm-hmm. huge and a lot of it's undiscovered and i would love to go and and travel and see it and explore it on my own mm-hmm. and also help people at the same time um, so it would be a win-win for me to to explore the the this, the North America and then you know help people. That that'd be amazing. That that's really at the top of my list. Got it. So, yeah. um, and moving on, um, and and coming back to your podcast, what is the process really like? You know, once you plan, okay, this is the episode that we want to shoot. How do you go about oh, it? Great question. Um, okay, so usually I pick I pick the topic and I ask the questions. And um, what I do is usually, not always, but usually it's something going on in my life that I want to ask a topic that I want to talk about. Or someone close to me in my life has the topic um, going on in their life. Or we have a super fan who, uh, his name is Isaac and he had wrote to us and he gave us a few topics also that he would like us to talk about. So 
this is how I choose my my topics. Or sometimes like something's trending, uh, and I see or hear a lot of people asking about it or talking about it. So then I will bring it up as a podcast episode, and then I go and research. I go and see what else is out there. So uh, this week's episode, this that just dropped this morning, um, is about why sexiness is valuable. And so mm-hmm. I went and watched a bunch of videos on women, ta- mostly women, uh, talking about being sexy and being feminine. <laughs> and, okay. um, and and I had a hard time finding finding stuff. So this this is another reason why uh, I'll make it a top, something a topic, because if other people aren't talking about it and I feel like people need to know about it, then we'll talk about it. So like you laughed, you mm-hmm. laughed when yeah. I said the title that sexiness is valuable. And no, this I, makes I, people I actually, uncomfortable. Sorry. I, I laughed when you said feminism. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Just feminism. to be clear. Yeah, no. Okay. I don't, I'm not a feminist in any way, shape or form anymore. Uh-huh. I used to be a feminist. Okay. Uh, I, I believe that a woman should be feminine um, because this is what comes natural to most of us, not all of us. There's some of us that like to be in our masculine and, and mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. But I, as a feminine woman, mm-hmm. seek out other feminine women. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of people, like the topic was the sec- why is sexy, sexiness, sexiness valued. Yeah. Yeah. And, and most people don't think that it is the, so and it, to me, it, it's a big part of my life. I enjoy being feeling sexy, whether mm-hmm. I look that way to other people or not. That's not my business. I feel sexy. I look sexy to me. I'm improving that. I'm, I'm on a weight loss journey. I've lost 100 pounds. Yeah. I'm working to, to be even sexier and feel better in my body and feel healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but one of the things for me was that I didn't believe that being sexy was a valuable thing. And so, uh, I learned that that's not true and I mm-hmm. want to share that with other people. So, mm-hmm. uh, I do enjoy doing research on whatever topic it is and see what other people are saying. Maybe everyone's talking about it and we don't have anything else to add, which that never happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Usually I research a topic and, and everyone's saying other totally things that we never said and <laughs> our opinion needs to be out there. So, so yes, yeah, we do that. And, and, uh, it's, it's, I love what I do. I love research. Uh, and I love seeing what other people are doing and saying, and so it's really fun for me. The whole, the whole process of the podcast is super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, when I used to talk to Jay at home and it, just the two of us, mm-hmm. I would get so, I'd be like, why don't I have, why wasn't I recording this? Like, what? Mm-hmm. How come I was didn't I don't have CCTV? Darn it! <laughs> uh, and so yeah, and and we have some amazing conversations. Mm-hmm. And I just it's it's really I have the best job ever. I really do. I get to mm-hmm. talk to my favorite person in the world about topics that most people don't want to talk about, and I get to research and ask questions. And like when I was young. Uh, my mother, you know, not, not in any way, she wasn't trying to hurt me, but she'd say, will you stop asking questions? Mm-hmm. Like, you're always asking questions. And I've had mm-hmm. partners and friends tell me the same thing. Like, oh my God, why are you asking so many questions? Mm-hmm. I can't, I'm just a very um, curious person. And I want to know as much as possible. I love learning. And to me, I think more people should 
be more open to learning new things and learning new skills and learning about other cultures and, and just other people. Mm -hmm. So you said that um, in a, your home does not have a CCTV. I would suggest just bugging your own home, <laughs> placing microphones <laughs> everywhere. It would save you time of recording every day. Yes, exactly. Before we had the podcast, I, I wanted to do that. I looked into it mm -hmm. and I thought, well, we can record everything and then I can just take out anything that I don't want people to see because it would be fun because he like we're having lunch and he just goes off about art or mm -hmm. whatever topic we're talking about. And it's always good stuff. Like if I opened my my emails and my text messages to the world, mm -hmm. like the amount of amazing things that him and I talk about in private. Mm -hmm. And it's not like we don't want to share or anything, but a lot of times those conversations become podcast episodes. Mm -hmm. And we have a, we have a document with pot with uh, topics to, to do. Mm -hmm. um, and, and when we get a team, when we expand and we get an editor and, mm -hmm. and a social media person, we'll start doing more than one a week. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, it's one a week is, is, is good enough for us right now with mm -hmm. everything we have going on. But eventually I'd like to get to three a week. Um, okay. Yeah, because we just have so much great stuff to share. Mm -hmm. Do you think that, um, do, uh, sorry, do you have any plans in the future like to bring on sponsors or, uh, you know, create a kind of money stream to stabilize the podcast? I would love to. Um, I'm, I'm open to, to any way. We also have a book called Eyes Wide Open Volume 1. World's first coffee it's book. the world's first self-help coffee table book. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I'd love to sell that and uh, have like to, to give people because it's beautiful artwork. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, 27 pages. It's, it's short. It's, it's not chapters or anything. Mm -hmm. Each page is its own it could be its own book, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, and I would love to, to see that on more people's coffee tables and to, to see more people giving that as yeah. gifts. That's one way to that I want to monetize. And I'm open to sponsors and sponsorships if it's something that serves us and, and goes well with our brand and, mm -hmm. and works for us. I'm not going to uh, accept sponsorships just to make money because I'm not here doing this podcast to make money. Mm -hmm. I do this podcast, like I said, a million times to help people. And if we get a sponsor that has something that can help people that is aligned with us and what we want in, in, in our, our life, then I'm happy to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I want full creative control over my podcast. So. Mm -hmm. oh. Got it. So you said that, you know, like if you had an editor, you'd be doing uh, much more episodes. Yeah, I think I can 100% agree with that because uh, I know Sapient, we put out uh, two episodes every week. Nice. Uh, yeah, and believe me, if I had an editor, there would be one episode every day. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly, yes. exactly. Because it's fun. I can tell that you enjoy it and you're having fun. So that's good. Good for you. Yeah, because editing is is very boring and it's just <laughs> i feel like unnecessary part of it yeah i feel you i'm blessed enough that it, i don't have to do that part uh jay handles that mm -hmm. but we definitely even though he's good at it and he knows mm -hmm. how to do it and he's wonderful 
it's not what he's meant to do. And mm. so, and I'm really great at the social media parts and I break up the episode. So I, I record when he gives me the, the final edited mm -hmm. version and then I break it up and I mm -hmm. take 14 one minute clips okay. for, for shorts on YouTube. And then I pull longer four longer clips mm -hmm. so that we're posting, we post three times a day, Monday through Friday. Uh, so you said 14 uh, short videos, is it? Yes. So it's the same. Okay. It's a, it's, I take the one hour because we film, we use the camera and we, we film the, well, you know, you've seen it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then <laughs> I just take like really great sound bites or really controversial things he says are just, you know, parts mm -hmm. I really enjoyed. And then I uh -huh. break it up and, and I posted it because YouTube shorts is only one minute. Yes. Uh, so I, I do 14 of those. So we do two shorts okay. a day. And then, like I said, Monday through Friday, we do, uh, we post three times a day. Got it. So we don't, we don't have a day off. Seven mm -hmm. days a week we post. So I understand if I had somebody to do that part for me, yes. I'm, I'm like, I would definitely, I'd have more than that. But. Yes, <laughs> uh, definitely. Because I have had people approach me to do that. Right. Well, but good. but uh, their pricing is like insane for me. Right. Like it doesn't yeah. even make any sense. Um, because of course, uh, Sapient also doesn't have any sponsors and I am not right. looking to, uh, you know, like bring in sponsors anytime soon. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, being said that, it is still insane. The amount of, uh, you know, work it takes uh to uh you know to even bring out a semi uh quality work outside right yeah because yeah i like i see you see in in a perfect world all i would have to do is just hit record talk to people like you <laughs> and just you know go to sleep <laughs> yeah i i yes. totally understand yeah yeah if we could film every day we would definitely yes too because yeah uh, but see that's great because that means it's something you love and so if mm -hmm. you continue to do the thing you love yes then the the money and the sponsorships or whatever whatever way it works best for you will come to you but yes as long but you just got to keep doing the thing you love with a full heart mm -hmm. and not doing it for money or not doing it for views or not just doing the thing that makes you happy like yes. sitting here with you now uh here i'm i'm over the moon i'm happy i don't care if like one person listens or yes a million exactly listen. exactly i yeah see and and that's why we do what we do so keep doing it and and if a sponsor comes for me and, and one day says you know hey we want to we want to pay for everything, mm -hmm. uh, but we'll take away your creative control. That's not happening. Mm -hmm. You know, I, so it has to, it has to be right for us. It has to work yes. for us. And so, and we, we both keep doing the thing we love and, and it'll work out the way it's supposed to. The universe has always had my back, mm -hmm. has always helped me. And I've mm -hmm. always gotten the things I wanted, even if it was somewhere I, I never imagined or I didn't think or, like, I don't know how it's going to happen. I just keep doing it and, and it'll work out. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah. So my two bits about it is I have, um, you know, made a rule for myself that I will never write 
an email or anything to a sponsor saying please sponsor my episode like if right. that a company thinks okay this guy is worth it you know they are going to approach me like that's my it, you know of course it sounds dumb um no. but that's my no. principle right now it doesn't sound dumb in any way to me because that's exactly how i feel and that's what i'm saying like if you do what you love and you're happy it might not even be a sponsor someone might come in and and want to do like have you do a show on their channel or something i don't know mm-hmm. like it, it doesn't matter if you you've decided that that like reaching out to people isn't going to happen i don't like doing that jay yes. hates doing marketing he, he's great <laughs> at it he's so good at it but he's like you know what i'm not doing this screw that mm-hmm. forget it uh-uh yeah and i came to him and was like hey I want to write a book. I want to do a book and I want to market. I mean, I did a crappy job or whatever, but that's not the point. The point was he attracted me into his life because he needed someone that would do those things that he didn't like to do that does that. And I love to do them. I love to talk to people. I love making friends. I love sharing his work. I love sharing. I love talking before we, I came on the podcast. I was sending messages to friends of mine on Facebook and mm-hmm. sending them today's episode, like, because that brings, I know it's going to help them and it's going to help me. So I do it because it's fun, but mm-hmm. he, I don't want to do the editing and I don't want to answer all those hard questions. Cause I don't know the answers he does. And, and so like the universe moved everything for the two of us to meet so that I do the things he doesn't like and he does the things that I don't like. Mm-hmm. You know, when when we met, he had a newsletter. Mm-hmm. This is four and a half years ago. He had a newsletter and uh, everyone else signed up with the email. You know, you, you put your email in and you sign yes. up and they send you they send you emails. Right. Yes. I did that and it didn't work. I, I was like, <laughs> what's going on? So I put it, I have five emails. So I put another one, didn't work. All five emails I put in there and it didn't work because mm-hmm. the universe wanted us to connect. The universe wanted us to communicate and become friends and and, and become partners. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that then. I just thought, this is crazy. Why can't I sign up for this newsletter? <laughs> uh, until I reached out to him and I was like, hey, I need help. And he helped me and he thought he was going to go back to work. He's like, oh, I'm just going to help this girl and go back to work. No, Mm -hmm. that did not happen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So here we are four and a half years later. So So, a happy accident, is it? Yeah, Mm -hmm. the universe moved everything to make sure that we partnered up together. So because I do the things he doesn't like, and Mm -hmm. he does the things that I can't do, and I don't like. And so for (laughs) you, it'll be the same thing. You just keep doing whatever you do and what you love. Mm -hmm. And somehow, some way, it's all going to work out because I don't know how it's going to work out. Yes, but it will. I hope so. So I know so. Uh huh. (laughs) Yeah. So here is another question. Um, I hope that your podcast has hit uh, a thousand downloads. And my question is, what was your reaction when you saw that number? Because, you know, thousand people live is a very big number. And yeah. yeah, So what was your reaction to that? Well, I I was so excited. I'm very happy. Like, I, like I said, I want to hit, I want to reach as many people as possible. Yes. So that meant when, when we hit a thousand, that meant that we, we reached a thousand people. 
And so to me, okay, so maybe not all a thousand subscribed, who cares? Maybe they all thousand hated it or, you know, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But the more people see it, the more people that will continue to see it. So for me, it was a stepping stone. And yes, I was over the moon and super excited and super happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be yes. super happy? But I was, it was mostly, it was mostly happiness for this is finally working. I'm doing mm-hmm. the right thing. I'm finally following my heart. So Jay and I've had, um, I don't know, like eight or 10 businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so all of them could have worked. Any one of them could have worked. Any business can work. Mm-hmm. It's consistency and belief and love really that you put into to what you do. So those businesses didn't work because of me, because I was inconsistent. I didn't do the thing. I didn't learn the skills. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, I did a little bit here. We'd get a little momentum and I'd stop. Mm-hmm. We, we'd, I'd do a little more. We'd get a little more momentum and I would stop. Mm-hmm. But, but one day I sat down and I said to him, like, what do you want? Cause we've done the things I wanted to do for these last four years mm-hmm. and I haven't made it work. Okay. So what do you want? And what he said to me, well, what do you want? Mm -hmm. What do you really want? And so I had to like think for a minute. And my favorite thing to do is to have conversations with this man. Okay. And my other favorite thing to do is help people. So we're going to do this podcast together. Awesome. So it was something that these things that I really love to do. And I just became consistent. It wasn't hard. I just, it, it, I was consistent because I loved doing it. Mm-hmm. And so it's not, I, I use the word work when I talk about what I'm doing, but mm-hmm. it, it's, I should just call it fun because I'm going to have fun because that's what I do. And <laughs> so as, as I do that, uh, we've grown, we've grown much faster and mm-hmm. much better with this business, with, with the podcast than anything mm-hmm. else. But it's only because I've chosen to do something I love and the work doesn't feel like work and i'm consistent every day uh so it feels so good to me to see those numbers growing because i'm reaching more and more people and Mm -hmm. i'm going the right way that just tells me i am going the right way and like i said all those other businesses could have worked too Mm -hmm. but i didn't put my heart and my soul into it the way i have i have with this Mm -hmm. and those other things uh, I love them. Don't get me wrong. I, I had a lot of love and I put a lot of time and love and effort into all those things, but it was for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. It was for money. Like I was doing those things for money for, for because I thought he wanted me to. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, you know, if I don't feel like, if I don't feel like doing it and I want to lay on the ground and do yoga for, mm-hmm. for a few hours, then I do that. And then you know what happens when I do that? usually we get a new follower or we, we hit, we hit a thousand, a thousand downloads or whatever. I Mm -hmm. just follow the way of of my heart Mm -hmm. and then we continue to grow. So, yeah. Got it. Because I still remember when I got, um, you know, 50 downloads for my first episode and I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big number, you know, because of course people will say, you know, 50 is a very small number, but you know, my answer to those people is, just imagine 50 people sitting in front of you. You would right. be nervous. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, that's the thing. A lot People want these big, huge numbers. 
I'm not, not you. I'm saying most people like mm -hmm. they think it's nothing. Oh, you got 50 views. Big deal. No, what to me, even if every episode got one, I would be happy because I reached somebody and that's mm -hmm. all that matters. And every like and comment and subscription or subscriber, mm -hmm. every, every download, every one of them is money. Mm -hmm. Every one of them is currency mm -hmm. because yes. it was one more than you had the day before. Yes. You know, so you got 50 downloads. That's amazing for your first episode. That is yes. pretty badass. Oh, Good yeah. for you. Yeah. That's 50 people more who know who you are and know what you're doing than the day before. Yes, correct. That's what, so that's how, awesome. you know, I usually think because I'm yes. like, you know, th those people, I don't care whether they like me or not, but right. I think they just acknowledge my presence. Yes, exactly. And that's that's the name of the game with if any business, with anything you're doing is eyeballs. Mm -hmm. Because you could make the most beautiful content in the world and you keep it all on your laptop and you, you never show anyone, then who the hell cares? <laughs> the only person yes. that cares is you. Yes. So, and if that makes you happy, good. Just keep it all to yourself. But if you put yeah. yourself out there, you know and and you just keep doing the things you love then that's all that matters and people will see it but you gotta share it that's that's the thing you gotta you gotta share it <laughs> yes um cynthia it was very nice talking to you um yeah. because i did not realize it was this long uh honestly and <laughs> all good no worries yeah yeah, yeah. and you know there are people with whom uh you know i talk and sometimes I have to literally put my hand in their mouth to get words out. Um, <laughs> so Yeah, I understand. <laughs> yes, so thank you very much for just speaking out and uh, my making pleasure. my life easy. Oh, yay. Yeah, like when you get us as a guest, we're, we're not going to, we're probably going to have so much to say and go mm -hmm. over the time, so I'm not surprised. Um, and this is what I do. I love talking to people. I love making friends and connecting and and yeah, it's, it's so fun for me. So, um, but I do have a question for you. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite part of the whole podcast? Recording. Ooh. All right. <laughs> that's it. Like, uh, I love it. that's not the most favorite, but that's the only part I like about it. That all is right. just talking. All right. Yeah. So all, and like all the me. other parts are just, yeah. read. you know, I, I am right. just like, oh my God, I have to do this somehow. Well, I suggest you find a way to love it and to yes. remember that while you're doing it, when it, when you feel like that, try mm -hmm. to change your thoughts to this is going to help me be able to talk to more people. Mm -hmm. So, and, and it'll help maybe with that feeling of, ugh, I don't want to do this. Yes. Because <laughs> it'll make it more fun and you remember, mm -hmm. okay, if I do this, then that means I can go and talk to someone else. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because I have this kind of attitude that, you know, if something needs to be done, it needs to be done. So, yes. yeah, that so it, find it doesn't matter. Find a way to make matter. it fun. Find a way to make it fun somehow, yes. some way. Yeah. Some, and I'm okay this. if it, even if it's not fun, you know, initially. Uh, yeah. Yes. But that's why you got to make it fun. Like, Correct. you think I like to clean? No, I don't want to clean. But I put on good music and I, music that makes me feel good and dance and I clean. Mm. You know, so there's always ways to make something fun and, and you can do it. I believe in you. Thank you very much for believing in me. So, My pleasure. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Um, so, guys, if you have made it to the end of the episode, 
थैंक यू वेरी मच फॉर स्टेइंग एंड लिसनिंग टू अस ब्लैबर अबाउट एवरीथिंग एंड एनीथिंग इन द वर्ल्ड बट स्पेशली सिंथिया टॉकिंग अबाउट यू नो हर लाइफ एंड मोस्ट इंपॉर्टेंटली यू नो हैविंग द करेज टू टॉक अबाउट इश्यूज दैट वी डू नॉट डिस्कस और वी डू नॉट लाइक टू डिस्कस इन द इन द नॉर्मल सोसाइटी so if 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 you find you know any of your friends you know who are suffering from addiction in india uh, just just uh, call 18001100311 so that's the uh, you know helpline that you or your friend can call and get the help that they need so thank you very much until the next episode thank you yeah um yeah